0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chris and Andre Show.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Chris and Andre Show, your favorite podcast slash YouTube channel where we talk about the topics that you don't give a shit about. Actually, you probably do care about this, especially this week. Um, We'll get into that in just a second. But first off... I'd like to introduce ourselves. My name is Chris, and along with me is my loyal co-host.
0: What's up? I'm Andre. That was, like, very drawn out, but I'll give it to you. Like-
1: yeah. <laughs> it's been a long day. Had to do open house for the child. Going into yeah. third grade next year. Um, got some, some guests at the house. So, you know, doing that whole, like, hosting lifestyle. Yeah. But it's been good, you know. I mean, uh, I can't complain. It's like last week of summer break. School goes back to the in-session next week. So, uh, be back to some semblance of normal, I guess.
0: I don't know. Normal-ish? Yeah. My daughter went back to campus over the weekend. She moved in the weekend before, then came back home. Now she's kind of like done with us. So, <clears throat> I'm excited. Um,
1: You're happy that your daughter is done with you?
0: Well, I'm excited that... <laughs> The new normal with with kids out of the house is kind of like really the new normal. You're like, yeah, this is definitely um, where it's at. Okay, I <laughs> it's, just
1: I just restarted that clock, man. Yeah, you're <laughs>
0: yeah, you're amazing for that.
1: Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Anyways, this week we've got a very special topic that we're going to be talking about. Uh, Something that we have discussed in the past. We kind of toyed with the idea, but we are actually putting it in motion. My man Andre, uh, resident financial expert slash wizard when it comes to your home finances. This man has it all figured out. He knows how to manage his life on a budget. I am over here still just like floundering in the world of credit cards and synchrony bank and all that fun stuff but thanks to his guidance i've been getting a little bit better just a little bit better every day yeah, you know? it right. just
0: took me laughing at you and it becoming one of our most popular uh videos on youtube
1: yeah i mean you know like, what's the point of this podcast right to make ourselves better through these conversations little did i know it was going to be by embarrassing myself in front of millions of other people uh, I say millions. Uh, really, it's probably like billions at this point that have watched that video. If you haven't subscribed to the Chris and Andre Show, what the hell are you doing here?
0: Yeah, I want to smash that uh,
1: subscribe button.
0: Yeah, as Leon Lush says, hip thrust that motherfucker. Hit thrust
1: it, yeah. No, I, and that's, I mean, yeah, we got to give a shout out to Leon Lush before we get too far into this. Uh, that man. You know common commentary and like reaction videos are some of my least favorite but that guy has figured out a way to make me laugh while i'm doing it uh very very nice little distraction um so leon keep it up
0: yeah and i i found leon on accident and i just like i'm addicted to his main channel and then the lush life with his wife it's amazing i and i want to say if we may even like hit you up and tag you as mr lush but uh your new journey with your wife. Actually, my wife saw it and said that's not true. I'm like, no. Here's an old video. Here's a new video, and she was really impressed. So, uh, congrats on the physical journey. That's awesome. That's something that you know we talk about a lot, like healthy eating and stuff like that. Um, one of the the add-ons to our our remodel is we're building or we cancel our gym membership, and we're putting the gym into our house. Which ties back into like what we're going to be talking about later, right? Or right now, actually. Um, so let's get into it. I don't want to waste any more time. Um, the, the issue a lot of people have is they talk when they talk about money. It's I think they're con- kind of confused because people typically say, well, I'm broke. I'm like, well, do you have a job? Yeah. Well, in theory, you're not technically broke. Money's just really an issue for you right now in your life. And a lot of times it's, it's what they do with their money. Um, although Chris gave me a lot of props, I'm not, I'm not a financial genius. Well, actually, I am. I, I, I will, I will claim that. Um, <laughs> oh, you no, know, wouldn't Chris called
1: me a genius. I'd have to agree with him overall yeah. <laughs> because I
0: mean, what other word would you use? Savant?
2: <laughs> I mean, maybe
0: <laughs> I, I would say it's a lot of practical. Uh, life experience, making errors and not coming from money, you know, uh, I, well, that's technically not true because my grandfather was, he was, he did well for himself. It's the mismanagement of money, like from other people that, um, uh, would like prop it actually affects your children and your children's children. Right. Um, I don't want to dig, dig into that. I don't need therapy tonight. But my point being is that money, you're not technically broken. This, these are things that I've gone over with people for a long time. So my, one of my prior careers, I would literally sit with my employees and help them do, to do a budget. And we're going to try to, you know, actually test out what happens with Riverside screen sharing uh, because I'm really curious. I didn't, we didn't test it out before we started recording, but we'll see what happens. But uh,
1: we'll do it live.
0: Yeah, I mean, why not? Um, it, and one thing I would say is that people, like, really just don't know their numbers. So money's an issue because you don't know your numbers. You don't know where you're starting out at. Um, and that's got to be stressful. I know that money problems are a problem in relationships. We're going to get to, like, some of the things that I, I would recommend to use if you're in a relationship to manage your money. But, yeah, I just think it's it, it's... It's the common sense factor of everybody's personal finances. You can look at it like you're a business. And if you're a business and you're not profitable, you're going to be closing the door soon. And, and that's kind of how I look at it. What things can I do to keep the bottom line profitable? So yeah, that's my little intro to that. Chris, you got anything to add? Questions? Uh,
1: uh no. I mean, I think let's, let's dive into it. I'm excited. Um, you know, like I looked through your write-up for today's episode and some of the stuff that you had put together, some of the spreadsheets and whatnot, and uh, am already thinking, you know, like going through. All right, let's start applying some of this to my life, my experience, and see what I can do to continue to get better at this stuff. So, I'm I'm here to learn today, you know, like, and I'm going to oh. throw some curveball questions at you um but you know like if i recall correctly <laughs> you had some trouble hitting the curveball so we'll see we'll see yeah. if your swings got any better
0: <laughs> and, and that's my baseball career in a nutshell like you i can hit just about everything by freaking curveball so <laughs> the one thing i'll ask is um uh, maybe this is a side note but i did not change my bookmarks at the top so i don't like to show people what i do all the time but I'm going to ask that you, my friend, I can, yeah, I can, I can, yeah, yeah. Let's make sure we're not sharing that
1: property crop.
0: So, uh, a theory I have is it's it's literally called "Keep the Lights On." Do whatever you want to do, fund your dream, however you want to make that analogy. But I really believe it's important for people to keep the lights on. So, this spreadsheet, uh, if you're interested shoot us an email at comments at, at, at com, and I can share this with you. I can make it public. It's not very high tech. It's literally it's what I affectionately call back of the, of the napkin math, if I'm being honest with you. Um, let me make a couple assumptions. Assumption number one is, and I'm going to be very upfront with this, so I look to the average salary across the country, which is like 55000 and six hundred and eighty dollars, and I'm gonna you know look at my notes. If not, I can always fact check myself. Yeah, here we go. I'm not afraid of that. So I'm gonna keep that there. We'll come back to that later. But let's say you are you're you're like oh I feel like I'm broke. Here's the first thing I would do. I would sit down with you and say how much money do you have right now in the bank. Well, let's say it's one hundred fifty dollars. Okay, and today's the twenty fifth. So let's say you don't get paid till the the thirtieth. Mm-hmm. And let's make this. And I'll just delete this, just because simplicity.
1: Uh, wait, how are we going to keep our lights on if we don't have our electric bill? <laughs> uh, we don't have the electric bill. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to say that Joyce do
0: later, right? So we're going to say, well, I only have $150. Well, I get paid on the uh, the 30th. And guess what? That inflow is going to be what you're going to start out with. Mm-hmm. Um, now you're you're sitting that in the bank. And let's say today, well, today is the 25th of August. You literally have one hundred and fifty dollars. Okay, so you can't spend more than one hundred and fifty dollars between now and the time you get paid. Most people are like, "But wait a minute! I have to do this." Nope. If it comes to groceries, it comes to whatever. Put your credit card in your back pocket. Put it a put it somewhere else in your house or in your apartment. Do not spend more than $150. So that's gas. Those
1: those time lock safes where you put it in there and set a timer on it and you can't take it out for like 150 years. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) uh, Ideally, that's better, right? So whether you need gas for your car, food, groceries, going out to eat, like you you only have $150. Do not use your credit card to buy lunch, do not use your credit card to buy dinner. If you do, you, you, well, you can, but you're just going to make your journey a little bit harder, right? So if your checking account balance is $150, you don't get paid to whatever date, that's where you're starting it. And it's difficult to say, I only have $150 when you have a credit card in your wallet. It's difficult to say, I only have $150 when you're, you know, you know your, your girlfriend's got a credit card. You have to fight that urge. Because if you do this consistently for a, a good amount of time, you're not going to be worried about this anymore. Right. And, that, and that's hard for people to, it's, it's difficult. The first time I actually had to do this, this is well before, well, I think I, I used a piece of paper and then eventually I graduated to a spreadsheet, but this is a practice I've used for, well, I'm, I've lived on my own for a long time, well over 30 years. So uh, it's just a matter of like understanding math. So nothing outrageous. So let's say the thirtieth rolls around. I get paid. I know I need to put gas in my car. For my car, it costs me. Even right now, it costs me like uh, eighty dollars. Last time I filled up gas.
1: Thanks, Joe Biden.
0: Yeah, sure. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna blame, I'm gonna blame him for that. Uh, I'm not behind on my bills. I know my rents due. Well, th- well, this is actually. Let me, let me stop because yeah. that's gonna get really scary. Let me fast forward to to a normal person's expenses because then I want to come back and massage these numbers a little bit because if I do the math as it is now, it's really scary. So remember, the base number I started out with is somebody making $55,000 a year. That's roughly after taxes. good rule of thumb I use is whatever you make, multiply it by 0.74. Um, that's what you're going to get after taxes, Medicare and all the other stuff. So I know that my check is going to be 3648 or I'm going to have income of 3648 for the month. Okay? Then because it's a good practice because it makes sense because it's what smart people do is because it's what people that own a business will do, they're going to pay themselves.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Just because money, I used to kind of call it petty cash <laughs> because yeah, that's kind of what it is. It's the things I didn't really plan for, but I'm going to spend it anyway. Um, give yourself a hundred bucks a month. So you know that you can, you've got it so you can spend it Now you can make it $50 a month. You can make it whatever you want it to be, but something that you know that, you know what, I might see something that I want to buy or I, something I want to order and just give yourself the money to do those things that are not specifically planned. That will change your 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 quite a bit of your view on money, because people do look at like regulating how they spend cash as a punishment, and it really isn't. It's just a matter of what you're going to spend your money on. Uh, my wife and I both have we you know when we get paid and whatever we have an amount every month that it's just whatever money that you know we each do. Now we actually have that money deposited into separate accounts at a different bank. So I'm not forced to feel like I have to audit it Mm -hmm. because that is my um, it's my natural tendency and I don't want to do that. So, you know, open up another checking account for yourself. Um, If you have a a, a partner or significant other, make sure that you have an account where it's doing something else. The other thing is savings. Right. Uh, You're going to hear me say a lot that you can almost make yourself recession proof. So a good rule of thumb is to pay yourself 10%. So net-net, you're spent you're going to pay yourself almost 13% of your income, and it's going to go to things you want to spend money on or to save money. So you're paying yourself. After you've paid yourself, then you've got everything else.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: My sort here is kind of wonky because it just happened, but we'll come back to these. But I'm going to start with everything that's got an M. These are monthly things. These things are also bolded. They have a bold font to them, uh, most of them except for subscriptions. <laughs> um, it's because it's literally keeping the lights on. Food. And you can split food into groceries or going out to eat if you want to. Housing, your rent and mortgage. The average rent for uh, the, the county I live in. And I got this information from this link here. So if you want to zoom and enhance. You can see where I got the average rent for North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's $1,100. Transportation, a car payment. So most people have a car. Most people have a car payment. This is based off of my simple formula of whatever car I own should be 25% or less of my actual annual salary. You will never see me buy a car. That costs more than 25% of my annual salary. So the doesn't mean you can't get a nice car. That probably doesn't exclude a lease, although it it should be the last option. But more than likely, I'm going to buy a used vehicle, right? Right. But I can buy a, an older vehicle that's, you know, got the things I want and spend less money. Um, So if if you're driving a $15,000 car, how much money should you be making? $60,000 a year. Yep, you will not be keeping the lights on. (laughs) If you're driving a $50,000 car. Oh, 50.
1: I thought you said 15. Sorry, I was like, I can do math. That's four. four I'm like, what? (laughs) why is he giving me this look? Okay. So yeah, 50,000, you need to be making 200K.
0: Yeah. Like, plain and simple. Like, you cannot. You can buy it, yes, but you can't afford it. And gas, Uh, this is kind of low, but it's also an average of like what a, you know, economical car like a Corolla or something like that would probably cost you with gas, even with higher gas prices. Mm -hmm. Now, people struggle with that. Like, you're going to have to get gas. But a a fun fact and a fun trick I found is that I fill my car up at like a uh, a quarter of a tank. You know what I figured out? When I what? fill my car up at a quarter tank, I can actually manipulate my budget for gas. Like even when gas was like four and some change for my my current vehicle, I was still spending about the same amount of money.
1: Hmm. Okay. Do
0: you have any questions so far?
1: The quarter tank of gas thing. I'm curious. So is that basically just like because you're not spending? more money at a single time so it helps you a like do you feel like you drive less because of it do you feel like your fuel mileage is improved because you're not carrying that big tank of gas around with you like i'm just curious
0: i don't know that- just it's just like a, it just happens to be like a rule of thumb i've i've followed for a while now and i can kind of con- like my mileage doesn't change but i'm not ex- i'm not stressing out my gas budget basically okay gotcha. um so obviously, if you empty if your car is on E, you have to use more money to fill it up. So I just get in the habit of quarter a tank of gas. I'm filling that joint up, um, and I fill up about the same amount of times, consistently. Okay. Um, so you know, good good rule you know trick I found with that insurance. The average this is the average for North Carolina. It's actually one hundred and twenty dollars, but I just made it one hundred and thirty dollars. Um, electricity. This is an average. All the utilities are averages, and again, I found a link. What are the averages in the area I live in? Just not to prove a point, but to say, you know what? It's it can't be that. It's it's pretty much apples to apples as opposed to, well, I live in uh, I live at the coast, or I live like in Ashburn or Asheville. Yeah. Uh, internet, I pay. I know I pay eighty bucks a month. I could have paid sixty something dollars, but you guys can't give me a dedicated i p address thanks spectrum um not everybody's got trash pickup. I know i do uh not everybody's got a water bill if you live in a, an apartment. I know I do uh your phone your cell phone the average cell phone for one user is like hundred and thirty bucks a month so that would actually make sense as to why some people stay on their parents' line because then you're like at thirty five to forty bucks a month, yeah completely makes sense and it does right mean ladies that, and
1: gentlemen I'm doing something smart
0: yeah when it if comes I can, to
1: money
0: if I can put <laughs> stuff to the bottom line I'm doing that all day long absolutely um, so those are the monthly things the things I can think of that most people have to spend money on to keep the lights on right literally mm-hmm. to keep the lights on um, then we can look at things that like clothing as needed Right, You don't buy clothes every month. You don't buy them every day. But if you save your money, like if you give yourself $365 a month out of this $3,600, mm-hmm. you can have money to buy clothes, but just don't go on a freaking $2,000 shopping spree. That's So ridiculous. I was going to
1: ask, I mean, would that money... In, in this scenario, and in your mind, that money comes out of your savings, not be out of your, like, just because money?
0: It would come out of your savings. Okay. Because you're not going to, just because money is, like, that extra time. So, when we would go out to eat lunch, right? Yeah. That was my just because money. Right. Didn't want it to affect my budget. Didn't happen every, you know, well, it did happen every month. But it's just like, yeah, that's not going to affect my food budget, but, you know. I can afford to do this. Um, the clothing part, it's a necessity. You need clothes, right? <laughs> Until you get a, There are some people that know how much money they spend on clothes. I personally don't because there are two things I do. I buy nice clothes, but I also dry clean my nicer clothes, and they last longer. <laughs> Most people, they wash them in a washing machine. Um. I have a tendency to wear a lot, a lot of T-shirts.
1: Bougie Andre over here, dry cleaning all of his T-shirts. and
0: No, not my T-shirts. No, my know, T-shirts, just... <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> T-shirts are cheap, and you can wear T-shirts for a long time. So it all depends on what, where you're at with fashion. And 6 dollars
1: com, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Well, there you go. That's where I got uh, this
1: shirt, by the way. <laughs> I'm not getting paid for this. It's just but But so. people
0: do buy clothes, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. You just want to make sure that you're planning it. Yeah, The other things are annual things. These are things that I can agree that most people, if they looked in their their account balances, they spent money on these things. Car taxes, car maintenance, Christmas, birthdays. They happen every year. Every month, like in our budget, I'll, I'll tell you this, we put $100 a month in birthdays. Come August... I can afford to buy all the gifts that happen with all the all the birthdays, just kind of like like spit out between July and September, like around in my fr- like friends and family circle. Yeah, but I never have to worry about it. But it's important to me that I don't feel like it's it's going to like cause stress for spending money on somebody I love and care about. Yeah, uh, so that's why birthdays is there for me because we have a lot of nieces and nephews, we have lots of friends and families. Um, and we try to make sure that, well, you know, in our cultures, like this, predominantly my wife's culture, you never go somewhere without a gift. Like so, you know, that's blending of the of the two cultures, and we we do a good job of managing that. Uh, car maintenance, your oil change. Go ahead.
1: All right. So Here's. on the birthdays and Christmas stuff, this is one of the things when I was looking at this. I think it's great that you have this in here you know, basically how much you expect to spend for the year then broken out by month because it is something that I struggle with where I'm like, Oh, this birthday's coming up. I need to spend X amount of money or, you know, like, I want to get this person a gift. And then I'm like, Oh, that's going to make things a little tight. Um, is this money? Like, do you have a separate account where you're setting this aside? Is this going into savings? Like, how do you, how do you manage that money? on a monthly basis so that when it comes time to purchase those gifts or like when Christmas time rolls around. I mean, are you out like buying gifts every month so that <laughs> you're like p- building up for these? <laughs> you know, like that's what I'm trying to figure out is just trying to understand like where where does that money end up?
0: So uh, one that's a great question. One of the tools we, we're we going to talk about tools, but I use uh, you need a budget and there are points in my life where I use guinea Cash or points in my life I use Quicken. There are points in my life I just, uh, like, I, I I systematically use some type of envelope system, right? Uh-huh. Where when I would get a paycheck back in the days before, like, everything became so electronic, I would actually, in my checkbook, like, deduct that money from my checking account register, mm-hmm. And I would put, like, a little asterisk by it or color code it. It's, like, really nerdy. So, uh, spreadsheets are great for me. So then I got to a point where I transposed what was in my check register to a spreadsheet. So for things I was saving up for, I didn't feel the need to put some things in my savings account. Some things just live in my, my check register because more than likely that's where I'm going to spend the money from. Mm-hmm. And I hate transferring money. That's one of my least favorite things to do is transfer money from accounts. Uh why? I don't know why. I don't okay. know why. Okay. It's just question. like something I don't like to do. Okay. Uh, I like to make sure that I have the right amount of money, like where I'm going to spend it at, where I need to spend it at. Yeah. And to to kind of give more context, my wife and I, we have joint accounts. We also have separate accounts, but um, we use one account to pay all of our bills. And, But I hate managing accounts. That's why, like, when it comes to like our our just because money, it's an electric direct deposit to that account because I don't want to transfer money. Right. Uh, My business account is with a. Actually, we have. I think we have three banks. Yeah, three banks, and probably two accounts apiece. No, I actually have more accounts because of my business accounts, and. I just hate to transfer money so the most convenient ways for me to transfer money or to move money. I, I just try to find those and everything else has got to be where we're going to spend the money at. Right. Um, so yeah, so that's I guess a great-
1: like one. If let's say that you're a person, uh, like myself who historically, when you have money in your account, you're like, oh, that's money I can spend. Right.
0: I never say that.
1: I, well, I know that's why I said like me, um, but let's say that you are like me, would you say that in order to kind of save up this money that maybe using a physical envelope might not be a terrible way for certain things like birthdays and Christmas where each month you're like, all right, got my paycheck, I'm taking my $50 yes. out and I'm putting that cash in an envelope in a safe
0: Yes, underneath the, the- bed?
1: Under a
0: with a twenty-four hour expiring lock, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Now, I personally don't like to carry cash, but if that's if you are the uh, and I have friends uh, and you're probably the type of person too that like I don't know. Actually, do you carry cash?
1: Uh, no, not not typically. You know? Yeah, I don't,
0: I don't. I can't recall you carrying cash.
1: Like occasionally, I have, some, I have cash, but that's mm-hmm. even worse because. Then I'm
0: like, uh,
1: oh, I got cash. Like, then it feels like I'm not even spending it. It's like that money's already spent if I've if I've taken it out in cash, you know.
0: Well, you want to hear something embarrassing? The last time I actually intentionally carried cash, uh, we went to we went out dancing, and I lost two hundred dollars in cash. I don't know how I lost it. I just lost it. I was like, well, I will never do that again. So that was this is like seven, eight years ago, and I just stopped carrying cash. Uh, I mean, yeah. (laughs) <laughs>
1: like, My favorite like, thing about cash is finding it in like jacket pockets or Oh no I, sir. I, no, I mean I, I know, it. but I, I remember lose. when I was like 10 years old, I had this Velcro wallet and I lost it at one point and then like I had another one, like an identical wallet for some reason. And so I started using that one and then like 3 years later I found the old wallet and it had like $60 cash in it, and I was so excited, I was like, oh my god!
0: Medlin Davis Cleaners. Uh, I had $100 in a, a, a jacket I took to dry cleaners, and they were super, like, honest about returning my money to me. So that was pretty cool. Um, but I have a problem with, like, keeping track of, or cash, and it's probably because I drink, I don't know. So, Christmas, things like that. Like, we have a budget. Like, and we've ironically, when you have the money for Christmas, for example, you never spend it all. So, we roll over the amount to right. fund next year's Christmas. Uh, I think people, it's kind of like grocery shopping. I've heard this a lot where you should always go grocery shopping with a list because you spend less money. Yes. I think it may be true with Christmas as well. I've also heard um, you
1: should always go grocery shopping first thing in the morning. Because by the end of the day, you're suffering from decision fatigue, like where you've you're you've made so many decisions that by the time you get to the grocery store and have to start like thinking again, that your brain is just right. like, I don't care. I'm grabbing this. I'm grabbing this. I'm grabbing this. And you're not like thinking through how much money you're spending, what it is that you're getting. And that's when you like end up getting home and you put everything away and you open the fridge and you're like, man, I got all these ingredients, but I got nothing to eat. <laughs> yeah. I got like tons of
0: stuff. Our our freezer falls victim to that quite frequently. So, you know, with those things, it's their annual expenses. And and it may be different for everybody, but you can actually save for those things. You know, uh, car maintenance, we also have a category called car replacement. So, you know, um, it's great to have a couple thousand dollars if you're thinking about replacing a car right and not freaking out about it yeah um, not saying and I want to be very clear I'm not saying like I'm wealthy I'm saying that most people can, can follow these steps and it makes money less of an issue um,
1: alright so question on the car replacement mm-hmm. if you have x amount of cash does that factor into how much you can spend on your car like when you, when, cause you were talking about your car should never be more than 25% of your annual income. Is that how much you're financing or is it that? Can,
0: it's total. It's total okay. price. Right. Now, understand this. And, and I'm going to touch on this again. I never buy for, I only buy for functionality. So I buy for functionality first, then taste second. Mm-hmm. So if I need a car, it's like, well, this is what I can spend. What, what fits that bill? And if I can find something that fits my taste, that's the guy's like my car. Now that was right. literally what happened. Um, I was looking at, uh, and I'm not a really a big BMW guy, but I saw it like I, I kind of wanted to look at BMWs. I knew that a, a F wasn't in my budget because the used ones were, uh, the ones that I liked Stupid were expensive. Like, even used a
1: freaking truck,
0: yeah. Used forty eight thousand dollars. Yeah, I was like, "No, I'm good." Forty eight thousand dollars for like seventy five thousand miles on it. I'm like, "That's that's ridiculous." Yeah. Um. Then I saw a platinum that was like fifty two. I mean, okay. these are things where it's like, <laughs> "No, I just can't." I could do. I could buy it, but I and right. I could probably afford it. I just. It's not where I want to keep most of my money at. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's total expenses. So now that should be the max. Now if you want to if you want to massage your budget and say, Well, it's worth the extra fifty dollars a month, right? Then sure. Yeah, but I'm you, not just, gonna,
1: you have to look at this and say, Okay, where's that coming out of? Is that coming right. out of my just because money am, am I reducing how much I'm saving every month? You know, yeah. are we dining out you know, one Less. last time a month.
0: Well, here's where it gets really interesting. Okay. And for those that don't know this, I used to be like a PL junkie, like to the max. Let's say all things being equal, this is the minimum. After paying yourself, keeping the lights on, you have $332 left over. Mm-hmm. Right. If you want to up your car payment, sure right? If you want to add more money to savings, sure. But these are just like literally when it goes back to keep the lights on. So, if you have $332 extra, that's where you start to look at, all right, what's my next step and how do I make this work for me? Um, Now, the... The thing that my wife brought up, and she made a very good comment well, not everybody makes the, you know, not everybody's making $55,000 a year. And I'm, okay. I'm like, yeah, that is true. That, That is very accurate. I'm not saying that this is going to be the same for everybody. What I'm saying is get in where you fit in. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. These specific numbers aren't going to be the same regardless. Right. But. Right the idea is that this is a framework for you to be able to plug in your own numbers and then see what are my options. You know, right. kind of see things at uh, at, a, at a distance so that you're not constantly focusing on each individual thing and feeling like, wow, this is ultimately overwhelming.
0: Right. So let's say, so that's the plan. That's the ideal, right? Most people don't start the ideal. They started with like, oh crap, I have like, Eight hundred dollars in my account. You know, it's close to the end of the month. How do I make it through next month? And, you know, let's say they may even have, well, let's just say 800 just for giggles. Okay. They're going to get paid. And if it were me, I would say, okay, well, I I need to get gas. It's going to cost me that much. Well, I know my, my light bill is due by the 12th.
1: quick question for you you said that you were going to get a quarter tank of gas
0: no That's- i'm going to fill up when i have a quarter tank of gas
1: oh okay
0: okay 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 okay, okay. now okay. you get it I'm yeah so my <laughs> e- yeah <laughs> so empty for me is a quarter of a tank of gas it's okay. not when the light comes... When the light comes on, I've done Boy, something Yeah. Wrong.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, hear, I, I hear that. I used to be in that, that boat. Uh, embarrassing story time, since that seems to be popular on this show. Um, I had a 99 Ford Explorer. I think you remember mm-hmm. it, the white one. And I was leaving E area from the old location, driving home. And I made a left... Off of James Jackson, that little cut through between Maynard and carrie, uh, carrie Parkway. Parkway, yeah. So I made a left onto Maynard, and all of a sudden, my car is just like, doo, 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 doo. I'm like, well, <laughs> oh, that's weird. And so I sat there for a minute, and I'm like, looking, no lights on or anything. So I started back up. It starts up fine. I'm like, okay. So I drive it, I got to Harrison. Right before I got to Harrison at like the, the Walmart super neighborhood, yeah. I think it was still a food line at that time. Um, maybe not.
0: There's a know. gas station there. You, you actually passed two gas stations.
1: So it dies again and I'm like, what the hell? I had just enough like momentum to get me into that parking lot. I had AAA at the time, so I called AAA. And a guy comes out and he's like, well, what's wrong with it? I was like, I don't know. It just died twice on me in the last, you know, little bit. So he's like, all right, well, we'll tow it over to the, you know, repair shop. Repair shop had it for like a week because it was taking them forever to get to it. They finally get to it and the guy's like, it's out of gas. And I'm like, (laughs) it took you a week? (laughs) Obviously not the real issue there. No, it was frustrating because the, the gas light, the check gauge light, never came work. on. Yeah. Um, and I didn't realize I was that low on gas at the time. Or I would have just put gas <laughs> in it.
0: Because it wasn't and like people, I didn't have money. I just People wonder why we don't have flying cars. We, we... <laughs> what we... I don't,
1: personally. People are because morons we're... than the ones that have wheels and stick to the ground. I can't imagine giving them another dimension in which to move around it. And that would just be...
0: Horrendous. Yeah. Horrendous. Anyways. Yeah. So, like, you know, on the 12th, I have to pay my electric bill. I'd say, what is it? 130, 120 bucks. You can go down and get a running balance and have, like, a forecast of where your account's going to be. Well, I'm also gonna, and I'm not gonna do this in any particular order. But I'm gonna say, well, I'm gonna buy some groceries on the first because I got paid. Mm-hmm. Good Lord, not! I'm like trying to do two things at one time. It's so embarrassing. Never half-ass two things. Whole-ass one thing. Hopefully, well, I didn't spell that right. I might wear my glasses. And say <laughs> food. <laughs> food. Food. I'm just spend like 175. I don't know what a single person buys in food. <laughs> so, are I don't you know, a I single, single make, person? Yeah. I, well, I haven't been single in so long; it doesn't really matter. <laughs> so maybe it's 60 bucks. I can call one of my kids. True. I don't. Know, what, <laughs> I don't know. All right. So 175. So you can actually go through and ask, like, go if you're living paycheck to paycheck, and this is where you are right now. Seriously. Yeah. And I've helped people that have had that, that have like not paid complete utilities, which is really weird to me. No, you pay your bills when they're due. You want to get all those things out of the way so you're less stressed. Yeah. The problem, the thing that you have to do and realize is it's going to take you two months to get to this. Mm hmm. And that is, for some reason, that's been like, and it's anecdotal, but typically it takes people two months to get out of the woods. Um, but you go through, and you write, you just write down everything that you have to pay. You, you go through all your bills, you look at the due date, you say, okay, bam, this is when this is due. And you pay it when it's due. And you can pay it early. There's There's no penalty for paying it early. There's a penalty for paying things late. But you get to a point where you're, You're just working through your bills systematically. You you actually get back into the old habit. I think one of the biggest problems with people in their personal finance is that we have debit cards now. Okay. When you had you used to have to write a check or pay cash, I'm sure people are probably doing a lot better to get out of like the red than what they are now. Because the debit card makes it so simple to basically you know not be where you you need to be at
1: how so just out of curiosity like i I think i agree with what you're saying but i'm just curious like kind of the reasoning your your thoughts behind that
0: yeah when you have to account for the dollar you just spent at the corner store you know that dollar's gone but when you just have to swipe you're not thinking about it you have a, a you have an estimate or your best guesstimate of what how much money you have in the bank, and you know you're you're liable to spend more money. That one reason why, uh, I, well, I can say McDonald's specifically hate to put them out like that, but here we go. They put uh, like debit card machines at the ready was because people spent more money, right? The average check went up like eighty cents. Like if you look at like. You know, but this is from my time there. If you look at the average check prior to having debit card ability in a, in a restaurant to uh, the current status, people spent like 80 cents less because they weren't thinking about it. Sure. If I only had $6 to buy whatever I was going to buy, I'm only going to spend $6. Do but you I think that that's
1: a- part of the reason that the, like, uh, envelope stuffing has become cash stuffing has become like a more popular method for For resurgence yeah budgeting lately
0: um sure I mean but I I also don't think sure because people are uh, they're becoming aware they actually well first of all you never most people don't get paid in cash so you literally have to do there's a lot of physical activity to get cash in these envelopes Mm -hmm. um I'd be curious to see how many people are actually paying for, you know, paying cash for things. Now, I personally look at debit card transactions as cash, but I'm, I just have a little bit more discipline to not spend more cash than what I'm willing to spend in my budget. Um, so yeah, I, and I, and I think that being accountable, like for how you're spending your money and where you're spending your money at is huge. So, you know, that's something that we've lost along the lines not saying it's a bad thing it's just a matter of you know let's say discipline
1: i mean i certainly don't think it's a good thing <laughs> just gonna yeah. throw that out there like i um i mean and yeah i will admit like i am somebody that has grown up at a time where you know early on when i when i first bought my house in carry right like i managed everything with checks and I had my checkbook that I had to balance and it was a different level of consideration, right? When you went to spend money, Right. part of it was also because I had separate accounts. I had that account with one bank where I was managing like the house finances and putting in my rent checks and stuff like that. And then, you know, obviously like managing my own personal finances separately. Um, I am also somebody I won't, I won't lie. Like I grew up with, when I went to college, I had a credit card that was on my parents' account. That was like four emergencies only. Right. It's amazing <laughs> what you can consider an emergency in the moment. Like mom, we had to have a kegger that weekend. I don't know what to tell you.
0: <laughs> and, and there's, yeah, there, there's something to be said about financial literacy. Um, what what I would encourage people to do is to stop thinking they're broke. You you find much more like freedom when you understand where your money's going. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on is lowering your expenses, and, and this kind of addresses my my wife's point.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, maybe not everybody's making fifty five thousand dollars a year, but Maybe you don't need to have an apartment by yourself. Maybe for right now, this time in life, in this spot particularly, you need a roommate. Like, that's okay. Don't don't lose sleep over that. Uh, maybe you shouldn't go out and buy a $30,000 car. Maybe you need to find a used vehicle. Like, that is completely okay. Because the, the objective of a vehicle is to get you from point A to point B, not to impress people. You don't live, sleep, And or eat your vehicle. Um,
1: But I do live, sleep, and eat in press. (laughs) Sure. uh, Okay, so then let's say that you are somebody who finds themselves in a position where their current monthly expenses outpace their current monthly income.
0: Where, depends, yeah.
1: where do you think are the best places, potentially, without getting into specifics? Like, I mean, does it make sense to sell the vehicle that you have and try and find something less expensive? Does it make sense to... Yes. Okay.
0: One of our sons did that. And these are things I talk about with my kids. I mean, it's just like, yeah, I, it's just not worth it for me to have this car anymore. Yeah. And that's completely okay. And it's it's yes. Things that you can replace with something else that that you can actually have you can afford mm-hmm. are are the things you should replace. Okay. Now I can't now you know, I, I can't tell my son to sell his car, but I'm like right. yeah, that's probably in my head I can be like that's a stretch, yo. I don't know yeah. if that's a good idea. Because you affect two line items, you affect your car payment. Your well, three: car payment, gas, and your insurance. insurance. Yeah, right. These are all tertiary expenses that most people don't think about. So I would definitely like find something that fits function in that style. Um, Another piece of advice I, I will give people, and this was given to me by somebody that's wealthy. And, you know, at the time was a family member was stop chasing money. And his advice was next year, you'll make more money than you make this year. That is very true. It has been very true for me in my life for well over 20 years. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Now, my personal salary may have actually dipped at some points. But the reality is, I made more money than I did the previous year.
1: Now, is that is that a factor of, you know, like incremental increases in your base salary, or is that like how how do you, is that you know how, how are you looking at that? Just so that because I'm looking
0: at I'm looking at it, it for my bottom line. So my my budget. Our spending plan is my bottom line. So if I can put, let's say, seventeen hundred dollars away a month in the bank, Mm -hmm. I made more money than I did like the month before. If that if that goes from seventeen to twenty one, guess what? I'm literally like I'm literally making more money than I did last year. So you don't look at it from what your salary is. You look at it at your your personal bottom line. You have to run your personal finances like you would a business. And that is a that that is a it's a paradigm shift for a lot of people. But if Andre Incorporated is bankrupt or can't make money, then Andre Incorporated is gonna go out of business.
1: Well we can't have that because then this yeah. will just become the Chris show and nobody's paying to see me talk to myself. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's paying us period. Yeah.
0: But, uh, but we are our, our podcast is an example of that. So how I fund the things that I, you know, that that I contribute to for the podcast is out yeah. of my pocket money. Right. So th- there is a uh, it's 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 basically changing the way you look at your personal finances. It's not personal finances like your personal business, like not a brand because that's wonky. But if you run your personal finances like a business. You'll be fine. All
1: right. Next question. Let's say that you're in, um, a line of work that awards you commissions. Mm -hmm. Where does that fall? Do you take like what you project to be or what you have historically seen as your annual commissions and divide that by 12?
0: Okay. Great question.
1: Does that, like, does that factor into your monthly income? Do you look at that as just, this is icing on the cake? Like, how do, how do you kind of look at that?
0: Icing on the cake. Okay. So a raise, a bonus, uh, commissions, like, if I am covering my, my out of the gate expenses, I'm good. If my, my objective is to keep the lights on. Anything above and beyond that, it, like I don't put my, a bonus or commissions in my budget. Okay, that's extra money. Um, extra money lives somewhere else in my in my mind. It lives in like my savings account, or it's to like for example, you know, it, I roll it over into you know, I fund Christmas or I fund a vacation or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. The it's not. Um,
1: that's not part of your your income.
0: Right. Yeah. So, for example, when I worked at the year, yeah, and I, I remember I said I don't work for money, and mm-hmm. I, I think he kind of looked at me like I was like, "This motherfucker's lying." It was true, because I knew what my numbers needed to be to keep the lights on. Right. Right. So I'm not chasing money. I know that if I do the right things, I'm consistent. And if I, if I'm control, like I cut cable years ago, and I got a uh, antenna on my house because. Um, uh, to go from a hundred like two hundred dollars to just paying for internet because I was paying two hundred dollars plus whatever I was paying separately for internet. Mm-hmm. That's like I think it was like two sixty two seventy. Yeah. So I I'd rather pay eighty dollars for internet, nothing for cable at the moment. Then I got Sling for like forty bucks a month. I think it's like forty nine. Well, I'm still making money. Yeah. Right. Because my Based on my usage habits, and it goes back to functionality over, like, you know, personal preference. Functionality first, preference second. Like, just think about it that way. Um, so I'm still net positive. So if we're to go back to look at subscriptions, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pay for whatever HBO Max, whatever it may be, because I'm not paying $200 a month for, like, television right? So it's, it's would you negligible. also
1: say that that's probably one of the, like you know your streaming subscriptions and stuff like that if you were in a position where you were trying to cut your costs is that one of the first areas that you'd look at or do you think that there are larger ticket items that that should be more the area where you look because you can have a greater
0: impact i i would i would go with the larger ticket items okay right um because what's What's five dollars, right? What's like ten right. dollars? You're going to spend ten dollars one way or the other. But if you haven't, like for example, uh, my daughter is just not getting her or working to get her license. It's going to affect my insurance. Well, t- she's going to pay for it. But uh, when I'm talking to my insurance company, you know, I, I've been putting off switching over my homeowner's insurance mm-hmm. just because it's not really. It's not really important to me right now, to be quite honest with you. Yeah. But I'm pretty confident I can save like, I don't know, probably three to five hundred dollars a year. So now it's like, oh, if I could save like five hundred three to five hundred bucks a year, it's worth my time. Um so those are things I think about. And and it's it's not about like, you know, my wife is the type of person she's a spender and I'm not. And that's completely okay. Most relationships, you'll have a spender and a saver. Yeah. Completely the woman likes okay.
1: to spend money and the man is all like Listen, bitch. That, you got no. That's
0: that's <laughs> not true on any planet. <laughs> I I know I know people where the husband will if you give oh, that dude no, a quarter, that quarter was that quarter was spent before you handed it to him. So, Love you, mom and dad, but that is my parents right there. <laughs> so you have to understand those those parts and those roles, and, and people struggle with that. Yeah, it is completely okay. You just have to understand that, you know, is your business profitable? Like that is, that is the question you have to ask. And what are you willing to sacrifice? I'm going to watch CNBC. So if somebody was to say, you have to get rid of CNBC, I'd be like, and you have to eat all the bags of dicks because that's just not going to happen.
1: All of them, not just one big (laughs) bag, but a bunch, (laughs) a bunch of bags of like average size.
0: Yeah, cause I'm just not going to do that. Um, it doesn't make, like, was here, here's a good example. Uh, play, buying PlayStations and, and recently the Xbox. I realized when I was younger that when I had a entertainment system at my house, I went out less. You know why? Cause I had something to do. Yeah. I could preoccupy my time. So was it worth the investment of, you know, buying a playstation or an xbox yeah yeah i'm good you know because i'll spend a hundred dollars going to a bar right so those are you want to look at it in that light i guess
1: okay uh another question for you home maintenance I don't see that as a line item on here, and I'm just curious. Uh, There's also not like a specific line item for air conditioning repair and replacement, which I'm kind of surprised (laughs) at. But well, I
0: didn't. I didn't put my personal budget here. (laughs) No, I
1: know. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like, so how do you manage home maintenance? Is that coming out of your savings? Is that um, you know? If you
0: own a If you own a house, you should put five thousand dollars away a year. Like, here's how I came up with that number. And I could be wrong. But the last time I looked at replacing a roof, this is when I was a realtor. Yeah. So let's say 2009-ish. A complete roof replacement was $20,000.
1: Depending on the size of the home, obviously. Yeah. But yeah.
0: So what I would do is take my biggest expense divided by some term typically 10 years or the life of appliances is like five to seven. Mm-hmm. So I would take the biggest expense divided by five or seven and try to put that money away every month. So um, that's how I look at it. So it could be anywhere between $3,000, $5,000 a year, but you're not freaking out when you have to buy a new refrigerator or a, uh, uh, a stove or whatever it may be. So, yeah, home maintenance is is one of those expenses most people don't think about when they buy a home.
1: Right. And that's it, was part of the reason I brought it up is because that's something that we've talked about on the show before when it comes to home ownership is that there's a lot of things that, you know, especially if you've been living in an apartment where you're not responsible for those costs on a regular basis, uh, and then you're like, oh, well, I really want to own a home. It's like, oh, well, I just got my mortgage. No, you've got a lot more than that, that you're having to be responsible for going forward. And so, um, okay, that makes sense. So
0: 20,000 divided by 15 is, good Lord, I know the answer. It's like 1,600? Yeah. It's 1,333. Yeah. Right? I knew it was Um, one of those
1: repeating... Yeah, Either three or it, six.
0: <laughs> but you also want to add an appliance tr- like uh, life cycle, which is about five to seven years. Sure. And my rough estimates and just like you know annual contracts, it, it basically equates to like five thousand a year. Okay. Now you may not spend five thousand dollars a year.
1: Well, that's not the point, right? It's kind of like your what you were talking about with the Christmas budget or the birthday budget. Right. You may not spend that amount of money every single year that you're kind of, you know, allocating for that. But when you don't, then you've ultimately come out ahead because you're rolling that money over into next year's budget. Right. Um So so or you, you have to, to spend a little it, bit more on the people that you actually do love, you know. <laughs> <That's> so, <stupid>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so imagine when you're your uh your your gift budget. I actually, I think we what, do we call it gifts. And we call it birthdays and gifts in my house, right? Then when somebody gets married, you're like, Oh crap, I have to like fund that, right? It's actually GIFs. So what,
1: I don't know if you know that like the, the, nah, the nah. creator so of we, <laughs> GIFs came out and he was like, No nah, man, it's supposed to...
0: <laughs> Yeah. So we have a birthday and gifts category. So when somebody gets married, it's like oh we didn't plan for that. Like <laughs> you can never plan for that, right? Right. But it's not like we're freaking out. We're like, Oh, we're gonna put, you know, an extra X amount of dollars here. Plus, you're getting to that point
1: where people shouldn't be getting that married that all that often.
0: Well, I don't know. Last year, somebody I know got married. Um,
1: yeah, but that was like you know, I mean, that dude was in love, and you know, like he'd found the
0: one. Yeah. And- I'm just saying, it's, it's, <laughs> so hopefully nobody gets divorced and gets remarried. But my my point being is like, usually. I mean, things- Joe's
1: already halfway there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, uh, I want to talk about tools. So, I mentioned GNU Cash. It's an open source project. um, Can you
1: spell that for me?
0: G N U C A S H. Okay. GNU Cash. C
1: A S H. Good. I I knew how to spell the first part. It was the second part I wasn't sure of.
0: (laughs) Great program. And if if you're, uh, I, I love to support open source projects. It's great. If you're single, it's got a lot of small business capability. It's fantastic. Tools are secondary though. The first thing is to make sure that you get to a point where you actually have money left over at the end of the month.
1: So you can spend <laughs> it on these tools.
0: Yeah. So you can yeah, you get to a
1: point. New, new cash is obviously open source and therefore free uh, tools like you need a budget, not free, but can be very helpful and ultimately, you know, maybe very well worth the money that you're spending uh, on those services.
0: The one I recommend, if you the you need a budget, I recommend it because I am not single. Period. If I was single, I probably wouldn't use it. Okay. I am married. Why? Because, as I said before, my wife is a spender and I am not. And it's pretty cool to say... You know, she goes. She does the majority of the grocery shopping. We set our budget. She knows what she can spend for groceries. Um, it's pretty amazing that my wife, if for some like unfortunate, pardon me. Hey, pardon me! <laughs> that was that was a good one.
1: It's all catching for up some, on you here.
0: <laughs> yeah, if some for some reason I haven't balanced our budget. And, oh, funny funny thing! I was telling somebody. Oh, it's my youngest brother. Uh, he was texting me, and I was like, yeah, I'm balancing the checkbook." And him and his wife started trying to clown me. I'm like, "Yeah, I have to do this right. Like it's it's part of my routine. So twice a week, and the the beginning of the month, and the a uh, week before the end of the month, I, I just kind of planned what's happening next month, although much doesn't change. Um, but anyway, that's what I do. But it's easy to communicate where we are financially so she can spend money and not worry about it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: When we flipped those roles, there was a time in my career where I was working so much and I just, like, I was traveling and it was like, hey, babe, can you do this? It was, it added stress to our relationship, like, a lot. Uh, a lot, I would not say.
1: Good. I mean, it's not the only obviously source of stress in relationships, but money is probably in the top, it's three, a top, it, it's right? a top,
0: it's one of the top two reasons for divorce, yeah. The other one, infidelity, um, and not having to, uh, we don't balance the budget together. I, I can communicate, we she know, like. You need the budget has a, a mobile app, so she when she's spending money, now the th- like the thing we we kind of go back and forth, like babe, can you just enter your transaction. She's at she's at ninety percent capacity there, um, but since I balance the budget, like balance everything like twice a week, it helps out. Um, but it it it's actually helpful for her to see like, oh, we're okay, you know. Yeah. Now the the tricky part is getting her to understand that. Just because our checking account says this number doesn't mean we can spend this number.
1: <laughs> that's me. <So. laughs> I mean, that's me right there. And it's not, I mean, it's, I, I think more often than not, it's not even like, oh, I have X amount in the, in the bank account. I can spend X amount. It's I have X amount, so I have no issue spending Y, you know, like I, I can spend... A quarter of that I can spend you know I can spend a little money here I can spend a little bit of money there but I think I fall into that same trap or historically I've fallen into that same trap that we talked about earlier with debit cards where it's like oh I have this you know I've got 500 bucks in my checking account right now and I get paid in you know a week so I can spend you know we can go out to dinner you know we can go do this and then it's like oh well I'm at the grocery store so I can spend this much there and then, you know, three or four days later, I'm looking in the bank. I'm like, where the did all my money go? Yeah. Right? And you're like, it's $30 here, $50 there, $80 here. And all of a sudden, you're like, I just blew through $400 in four days. I got days. $100 yeah. to last me, <laughs> you know, the next, like, three or four days. And that's that's when the stressor kicks in, you know, for me, as it's well, like the, the trick is it's like trying to figure it.
0: You spend what's, what your budget tells you you can spend. Right. If your budget for groceries is eight hundred dollars, like you have a you have to have a pretty good reason to spend eight hundred and one. Right. Um as I said, I like, this is where we, we I have to kind of like have a conversation with my wife. She's like, but babe, why don't you put that in savings? I'm like, no, because we're gonna spend that money. Right. Because my checking account balance is like it looks like oh, that's all available. It's not really all available. It's, it's already earmarked
1: like, for certain things.
0: Yeah. So, like, that time we need to do this, like, I need that money to be there because I don't want it. And I said, like, I hate doing transfers. Like, I don't want to transfer money from one account. Like, I don't want to do it's that. It's awful.
1: I mean, I, because I, I, again, like, I do that all the time where, you know, like, I, I'll get, like, when I get my commissions checks, I'll move that money into my savings account because i will be like, all right, if it's not in my checking account, then. I won't spend it. That's a lie. I still see That's it in lie. the savings account and I'm like, "All right, well, we need this. All right, here's, you know, $150 here. Here's $500 for this week so we can make sure we can go do the things that we want to do this week." And then again, it's like, you know, a month, month and a half into the cuz I get my commissions checks quarterly, there well, I'm like, "Where did all my money go?"
0: Well, I I had there was one year when I was at a company, got twenty thousand dollars in bonuses, and that was on you know, obviously on top of my salary. Right. Um, you can't you can't budget a bonus. You can't budget a commission check. You can't. You should not. You should be able to say, okay. It, it just takes. It takes about sixty days of being a, addicted to understanding where your money's at, to where you get out of the habit of. Spending that money frivolously, right? If you have a plan of what you want to spend, what and when you're going to spend money on stuff, you stop thinking like that. The reason why people keep saying they're broke, it's not because they're broke. It's because money's an issue. They feel like they have to have things right now. They they feel like they're buying things based on preference and not on functionality mm-hmm. stop doing that like I'm, I'm being super serious or
1: you talk yourself like, into thinking that you need that thing
0: yeah Right? You know? I buy things that I buy nice stuff right like nice like and I'm being honest like I buy nice computers like my desk is super cool right now I bought it in cash when we talked about synchrony bank I was not doing that in jest I'm thinking like shit if you have $3,500 or whatever it is right just, just buy it.
1: it yeah
0: like it's, it's worth the, you, you deserve it. You earned it and you're not going to be playing the games of like trying to, uh, here's what, here's what I'm going to say in, in short, make yourself recession proof, right? Get your life, your financial order, your, your financial life in order to where like when to, a can of to, uh, crushed tomatoes goes up 20 cents, that's when you notice it. Like make yourself recession proof. Like when people are bitching about gas, I wasn't bitching about gas. Like, and it's not to be. It's not to say that it didn't suck because it did. If I, you know, didn't have the behaviors I have now, but I wasn't like losing sleep over it. Right. I have other. I have other things to to worry about other than how much fucking gas is cost. And that sounds very like dismissive but i'm being honest with you like your your problems aren't like how much gas costs today your problem is like what you spent money on yesterday yeah
1: can we we also just just for a moment like point out the fact that gas prices go up at the beginning of the summer every single year and -hmm. i feel like that was never talked about during this whole like thanks joe (laughs) Biden, and now we're at the end of the summer and gas prices are going back down
0: They've been going down for like 78 days yeah. Like I get to hear, I'm like, it's not
1: even he literally had he, nothing to do with either of them. yeah
0: with it, with I, actually he did put like almost 200 million barrels of from reserves yes. into circulation yeah may, it may have helped like five cents right at
1: most he could affect they right. said like 20 to 25 cents.
0: okay, so there you go so I really don't care um, gas prices have,
1: have dropped significantly more than that in the last 80 days.
0: Yeah, so, and and I'm not trying to be dismissive to people that are having like financial problems. I'm saying like, yes, it happens, but you can do things differently today to make sure that the next time we have a recession, which we probably are currently in, Mm -hmm. it's a bad word to say, but I believe we're we're currently in a recession. Um, You're not going to be worried about it.
1: Well, just keep saying recession because that's going to be the title of our episode here. That's what everybody's going to be searching for on... On Google, and so it'll be, you know, financial advice: how to make yourself recession-proof.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's super. I mean, and I'm it's super easy,
1: well, barely an inconvenience. <laughs> I will stand. <laughs> I
0: will stand by my statement. You can make yourself recession-proof. Like there are other things you can be concerned about, other than uh, like recession. It, it's it's nominal, like in your daily your daily life. If if we go back to our example, if you can put three hundred dollars a month away, like literally, because I'm pretty confident you included in my friend group, when people got the uh, stimulus check, it was extra money.
1: Yes. Yeah. (laughs) That money was gone. (laughs) Yes. I was not like, oh, thank God, I can keep the lights on for another couple of months, President Trump or President Biden. It was, oh, cool. Yeah. What do I want? Oh, I want a new computer.
0: Yeah, I mean, so my computers, I paid for cash, and I bought two computers, not with the stimulus money. So that's not the issue. My point being is, like, there are things you can do today. That if you're, it's doable. And I'm not rich. I don't come for money. I'm saying like, I've lived on my own for a very long time. (laughs) If you start to get good behaviors, and behaviors not meaning like, oh, you're a bad person, but understand the way that people with money look at money, you'll be fine. It's not that big of a deal. Um, I would say use like... Like, uh, you need a budget, their price went up. And I, I the the forums were pretty bad. Everybody's bitching about it. I'm like, the headache that I could avoid by using this program is worth the price increase. I can honestly say that I could definitely do the things I'm doing with my money without it. I would still do it just because I'm married. Right because it helps me to not have the number one or number two, depending on which year you're looking at a survey, issue of stressed about money in my, my relationship. Um, that's the best advertisement I can use for, for YNAB. And I'm not paid for saying that. I've been a user of that program since it was a spreadsheet. And here is a fun fact. When it was a spreadsheet and we bought our house, we paid for our wedding in cash, seriously. Mm-hmm. And when we bought our house, we were able to save like thirteen or $15,000 in extra cash. So I see that as somebody that's, a, you know, as a person that understands P&Ls and, and money and numbers and shit like that. Of like, no, it's actually, it's a good investment. It's a because it helps you to not have the conversations you don't want to have helps you to have a plan if it's it's more than one person even if it's one person that's that's even better because you know I paid for my wedding in cash yeah you know? um, I was able to put like let's say just for you know shits and giggles 13k in cash away in the bank and I don't work for money I work be- I work and do things I want to do for the moment. Because I can afford to do it. And the, the, the one thing I want to mention is like uh, this you know, quiet quitting and great resignation.
1: <laughs> All right, can we can we talk about quiet quitting real quick?
0: I think it's weird.
1: So my understanding of it is like doing the job as it's described. So basically not doing anything outside of the what you are specifically supposedly paid for. Is that Yes, okay. that's
0: that's that's the definition I understand it as, but here's what I will tell you, somebody that will be forty six in a couple weeks. If you were a company and you didn't innovate, eventually your company is a relic. Period. So I gave some advice to one of my sons that works at um, a pretty cool company. Most of you probably use their devices and you probably use a, a program that he is the lead developer on, which I'm super proud of. Um, hey, when you get in the door, when you go to work, put blinders on, ignore the bullshit. Because the bullshit will help you, will, will basically help you to become... Disgruntled, and there's no reason to be disgruntled. Right. And it sounds very selfish and self-centered, but you're not working for everybody else. Right. My kids watch me. Actually, my youngest son told me, um, and the second youngest told me a couple years ago, that they realized how happy I was when I left McDonald's. And one thing as a parent I never want my kids to ever experience is, like, chasing money, getting stuck in a job because of a paycheck, and, like, all this. There are are so many other things you can do with your life to to find fulfillment and the things that people are looking for. But whether it's how we – I don't know what the problem is, but quiet quitting, antithesis of that. It does – not make any sense. If you're a company, if you if you run your your personal life like a company, not saying that you're like wearing a suit and tie, but you care about it like you're trying to build something. You're trying to build a family. You're trying to build a personal legacy. You're you're trying to build all these things people talk about, and you don't innovate. You don't look for opportunities. You will you will find yourself unfulfilled, stressed out, and you'll be the victim of a midlife crisis.
1: It was uh, one of the things that uh, we had a. There was a text conversation a few weeks ago um, with with a friend of the show, Joe, and he was asking just like how did how did you get to where you are doing what you're doing right now? And I think it's honestly the best advice that I could ever give to somebody career wise is just look for the opportunities. You know. Wherever it is that you are, it's not about job hopping to get that pay increase, right? right. Make yourself available for the opportunities that present themselves at your current employer. I mean, that was at E area what ultimately led me to being in a position where I could leave and go do something that I enjoy even more than what I did there, was because when I saw something that needed to be done, I didn't wait for somebody to say, Hey, can you do this? Right? It was me going to somebody and saying, I'd like to help with this. Right? It was me recognizing I may not have the skills right now, but if I spend 45 minutes to an hour every day learning some of this stuff, I can make myself more valuable ultimately to this company. And unless you work somewhere that's just like a complete shithole <laughs> in terms of <laughs> management and whatever. Everything else. Yeah. Then that's ultimately what's going to pay off. You know? And E area had its own list of issues, obviously. Even from the time that I started there, let alone the time when you and I both ended up leaving there. Um, But it was still a strategy that ultimately, I think, pays off just about everywhere that you go.
0: I got promoted on accident.
1: (laughs) Yeah, you did. You didn't even want that. You were like, I don't want to do that. But then you went and did it, right?
0: Yeah, I got promoted on accident. Um, Things worked out. And the former president of the company uh, told me something, and so I'll, I'll, that's why I don't... I, I won't shit on him. Or you, or even the former CEO. Yeah. Um, he said, it's amazed me, I'm paraphrasing, how you were able to craft a new career after leaving something you did for almost 20 years. So I'm not a formally trained software developer or engineer, but I was able to forge a career that basically like makes me I was actually promoted to be a software engineer. Yeah. Um, so you're right. It's about being able to look for those opportunities, look for, look for innovation, look for ways you can help out and contribute. Um, if I can't contribute to something, if I don't see that there's a positive outcome, I get bored and it's time for me to leave. Yeah. Um, and and I, I think that you know, I don't know what career advice people are, are getting or, or even giving, but um, it all ties back to something that the same person that said, basically, you'll make more money next year than you do like this year. He said, run it like it's your own. Right. Whatever you do, run it like it's your own. It gives you a different perspective. And I'm not saying you have to work 70 hours a week. That's that's weird. Yeah, But... Yeah, I don't. I don't know what to. I, I. I'm confident in my my children that they'll be fine. I'm confident in people that I know they'll be fine. But I, I hope that you know the, the message gets out that we're probably getting some bad instructions on on like how to how to navigate. How you know? I, I think it's asinine that there are so many Gen Z versus Millennial type of conversations and. That's weird. It's, it's, we can all learn from each other. You know, I, I'm a Gen Xer. Chris is a millennial. Never hear that conversation come up in what we talk about. Right. It's just a matter of, Hey, you know, how do you feel about this? Or how do you see this? and And that's, That's probably more valuable than than anything else. It's all uh,
1: ultimately applicable to both of our lives. I mean, like, things don't change just because you were born in a different generation. Generations are just another label that they can slap on you to try and group you together with other people.
0: It's a mathematical, like, grouping. Yeah. Right? Um, And a wonky one at best. (laughs) And (laughs) serves no fucking purpose. Yeah. So it's... I don't know. I I just... I, I do think just to kind of wrap it all up and tie it back together, I think that the, how do I say this? Without being like, uh, I, I don't want to come off as, I I don't know the word I'm looking for. My kids are fine. They will be fine. Um, I don't come for money. My oh, my kids have got two parents that are, quote-unquote middle class and we've done well to provide them an opportunity. Not to provide them a path that's cleared of obstacles and everything else they have to deal with. Um, but I would say this. Like, we're we're looking at the landscape the wrong way. And I think the people that will... If we continue to look at this landscape the way that we currently, not everybody, but in general are looking at it, Yeah. It's super detrimental to the health of our society. I have... My kids are doing okay. They will be fine. I will say this. I am anti this message of generational wealth. That's one thing I want to be clear on. Because it's not my job to create quote-unquote generational wealth. It's my job to, you know, to give my kids the opportunity to have the opportunity to be successful right if I'm able to do things in my life that I can pass on to my kids and their kids blah 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 that's great but it's not my job to sustain them after I've done my best of giving them the opportunity to have the opportunity so as a parent I can step back and say yeah they're doing a good job the reason I say that is because of the way I, I've i experienced the world, because my parents were given the opportunity to pass on stuff that another, you know, my my grandparents were able to, you know, sh- should have, quote unquote, been able to pass on to me, mm-hmm. didn't go the way that it should have gone. Right. <laughs> Some things went south. So my bias is like, no, it's, as long as I have the opportunity to create the opportunity or find the opportunity, I'll be okay, and I am a, a success as a parent because I've done that for my children. So whether that's to pay a little bit more in taxes, or to so they can go to a good school, whether that's to work at a, a all right McDonald's here you go, a shitty job for a little bit longer than I had to, so that they can you know do whatever. I I did that. That's that's all I got. It's not my job to give my kids like, you know, an inheritance of, you know, seven, eight figures or nine figures. That's weird. Right. Like, and if you, if you think that you're a fucking idiot, like your job is to give your kids an opportunity to find or to, to get the opportunity. I mean, they should, so,
1: their goal should be to build their own life, right? Not yeah. to, not to build it on the back of whatever it is that you were able to hand them when you passed away. Because then you end up yeah. with kids that are literally just waiting for you to kick the bucket. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, that is weird. I'm with you on that. I think the whole idea behind generational wealth, I mean, I understand why it's part of the conversation in certain instances, but I do think that the the focus on it that we, that has been put, the focus that has been put on it, especially over the last probably decade or so in terms of like whether or not future generations are going to be successful, I think is a, is a false falsehood ultimately. Yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah. Well, that's a it, more vulgar way of putting it, the way that
0: no, I. bullshit. But that's it's why bullshit. we have the
1: Chris and Andre show.
0: Yeah, it's bullshit. Stop stop telling people that shit. Stop telling people to, you know, side hustle and side hustle plus side hustle equals like you're going to be financially well, free.
1: Well, that too. I mean, that was uh, there was that article that I had sent you about the like best advice to be come a millionaire from somebody who started out with nothing and it was like I change jobs every year that's how I got a pay raise and it's like okay uh, that sounds fucking miserable <laughs> yeah that's
0: that's bullshit too yeah so I'm gonna I'm gonna call bullshit on that stuff and I think it's it, it may work it goes back to how I feel about uh, crypto it may work for a small percentage of people but not for the vast majority yeah and, and that's okay but you can't expect everybody to go through that narrow gate and be okay with that. Yep. Um, there are practical things that you can do. There are practical things that you can like actually put into practice. And you know, somebody you know, somebody actually called me. I've been called old, and somebody thought I was going to be twenty nine. So that that person is in my good graces. The person that called me old, I don't know how I feel about that. The
1: person who but, called you twenty nine, fucking blind as
0: fuck. no they're they're just smart uh it's so my my point is this it's like there are things that we can do practically and we have to get back to being pragmatic and a lot of things we do say believe feel um and i and i'm all about the let's you know i i think we can do more practical money stuff i'm not a cpa not a certified financial planner not a cFp but i'll be quite honest with you some of those guys are Fucking idiots, anyway. They and so those guys no are cons- bad
1: with their money too, you know, and they're bad yeah. with your money. Yeah, um, they don't
0: give a shit about your money.
1: Yeah, and that's not, you know, there are some really great CPAs and CFPs out there who yeah, course, are course actually looking apples. out for their clients. Yeah. Like I'm, we're, it's not a, a blanket statement, but, um, yeah, I mean, I look, I for one, as somebody that ha- has, admittedly, struggled to manage his money for. You know the last 20 years let's say ever since <laughs> i left the nest um this is the thing that has probably made the most sense to me just looking at the way that you've kind of broken things out and that's not just me like blowing smoke up your ass because you know that i wouldn't do that anyways but
0: yeah, and i would tell you like stop yeah trying to blow smoke up my
1: ass. um i'm i, I want to take this and apply it in addition to the like you need a budget stuff and just see what I can do to try to improve my own personal finances, because I have as somebody that, I mean, honestly, like I look at it like I'm making enough money that I don't feel like I should have to sit here and live paycheck to paycheck that I shouldn't have to worry about where I'm going to spend money on this stuff. And yet I find myself regularly doing that and it's really frustrating. And I think it is just a matter of not managing things or, or planning things properly because that's something that I've, I've struggled with. So, um, I'm really excited. I hope that the people who have tuned in today's episode you know learn something as Andre mentioned, if you're interested in kind of getting access to the spreadsheet that he was showing you, um, you know hit us up at comments at chris We'll send you a link. Um, you know we, we mentioned a couple of different tools out there that you can use Gnu cash G-N-U-C-A-S-H, open source accounting software. Or You Need a Budget, both of us highly recommend You Need a Budget. I am not familiar with GNU Cash, but I take my buddy's word for it. um, That if you're single and not wanting to spend money on an accounting tool, that could be a really good solution for you. Um, Yeah, man. Thanks so much for putting this all together. Like, I know you don't need that. You hate it when I say thank you for doing your job. (laughs) This isn't your job. It's a podcast. Uh, it's not even a side hustle because we're not getting paid to do this
0: we're, not, we're, we're writing checks we yeah. are, we're, we're, we're writing checks and
1: <laughs> it's uh, but it's it's what we love you know, like at the end of the day and it gives me a chance to catch up with my buddy which I'm really glad that I got the chance to do especially since he's not going to be coming down to see me this weekend I gotta wait a whole know, right? other week eight whole effing days until I get to see him but that's okay, he's worth the wait I'll put, I'll put in the time yeah, I,
0: I'm literally like, uh, like we're trying to get this remodel done. Um, I, I, I will be happy when that when that happens. I'll be happy it's all for wrapped you. Up. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> like I was giving you so much crap when you guys were getting your house ready. I was like, man, I, I would lose my mind. I'm like,
1: <laughs> here you are, and you're I'm living, living in mind. it. That's the worst part, <laughs> yeah. man. I mean, granted, I was living with my parents, so that's a whole other kind of hell. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> love you, mom, dad. <laughs>
0: Mary, Pop, I love you. <laughs> I love you your son. He's, he's done some bullshit. Yeah, uh, but we're we're really glad everybody joined us. And this is uh, like as as we get more things, where we're going to say, "Hey, why is that so complicated?" We're definitely going to talk about it. This week just happened to be money, and there are other things about money that I can definitely talk about. Um, uh, fortunately, I I was in my life. I well, and even now, I know some people that make a lot more money than I do. Um, they have a lot of secrets. <laughs> it's, it's, they're not even really secrets. It's just kind of like the stuff that if you're not following the bouncing ball, you're like missing it just because. Um, you know, for example, credit cards, you know, can you use credit cards for your benefit? Can you use credit in general for your benefit? Yes. How do you leverage it though, right? Uh, here's a good rule of thumb. Every wealthy person I know, every single one of them, one thing they have in their portfolio, one thing that helped them to launch their journey into wealth began with one thing. and It's called real estate. That was one of the motivating factors in why I wanted to become a realtor because I wanted to understand the mechanics of real estate. And I believe, I personally believe the way that the average person looks at real estate is so fucked up and wrong. (laughs) They'll never get ahead. So uh, maybe like I can do some legwork, put some notes together, and tell you why the way you look at real estate is pretty much fucking wrong. And it it all starts with a number, especially in North Carolina. Uh, The average nationally is 3.8% of appreciation, and typically in Wake County it's around 5%. So if you buy a house at $100,000 and it appreciates 5%, the the number that you need to look at is 10 or two numbers 10 or 11 that's where you can take the money that you've appreciated and use it to do other things so uh maybe that's another conversation but chris is like what no i mean like, I'll, I anything... I'll
1: tell you right now my appreciation is 100 percent for you Aww.
2: oh that's great
0: so you can always check us out on youtube if you're watching us here uh google thank you for all that you do and making a youtube uh podcast page we really appreciate it it's
1: about damn time
0: (laughs) want to give another special shout out to leon lodge dude like you're like don't take this wrong way but you are the white noise that i've been like paying attention to lately (laughs) Uh, Uh, and i
1: think he means that in two different ways but
0: no I mean uh, he's from Boston so I know I uh, I'm like...
1: amazed I am literally I was shocked when I discovered that fact I'm like this dude literally is promoting a channel from a dude from Boston
0: yeah it's it's not you Leon pretty it's sure me. you're going
1: to get your New York card pulled at this point <laughs> nah yeah. especially not with the you, Yankees sucking me. as bad as they do
0: yo hey hey, we won a couple games a <laughs> couple games uh Let's see, what, who else? Uh, Cosmic Wonder has been putting some dope stuff out about D23. Same thing with Everything Always. Uh, so thank you guys for doing that stuff. Looking forward to Namor showing up in uh, Black Panther, Wakanda. She-Hulk is, I'm going to watch that joint tonight. So yeah. those those two guys also, want to give a, a, a shout-out. And Screen Junkies. Um, yeah, that's about all I've been, like, paying attention to on the YouTubes lately.
1: It's been all about uh, some Leon Lush because Andre introduced that and I, like after a while I finally was like, alright, I'm gonna check this out and yeah, it's he's great. I I mean I, I think I was telling you on the phone earlier, like, I am not usually here for this whole reaction video, commentary on existing YouTube and TikTok things. But Leon Lush has found a certain way to kinda like worm into my heart. Um, Brainworms, yeah, Brainworms. That's yeah, that's exactly yeah, what it hilarious. is. No, but it, the guy does a good job, so I appreciate that. Uh, on top of that, it's been almost exclusively pitch meetings. I don't know why oh, yeah, I'm yeah. back on pitch meetings lately, and then uh, everything wrong with like I I was very disappointed when I realized that I had caught completely up to their TV sins. Um, Game of Thrones season eight like they had right. episodes 4 done but they didn't have episodes 5 and 6 and I was like I kept searching for it and I'm like where the is this like I just want to see the rest of the season and I was like oh wait that was literally like last week that they published that no wonder uh but they did finally get the last two episodes out and it was just as good as I expected it to be um I just I needed to go back and hate on that show and that last season because it's up there with lost in terms of like
0: oh lost is garbage just, but have you watched uh what's that new joint for um House of, Dra- House of the Dragon?
1: No, because I don't have HBO Max. Yeah. You want to help me out with that?
0: I can, I, we can work something out. That joint is dope.
1: Uh, what was the other <laughs> thing? Oh, the Sandman. I started checking out the Sandman. Um, I know you said that. I'm struggling. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm struggling. I got to episode six, I think. Um, when he
0: fights Lucifer?
1: No, after that.
0: Oh. Well, I kind of like the Lucifer
1: battle. I thought that was pretty dope.
0: I have a ways to go. I'm I'm struggling on on that show. This is the no uh, when he meets his sister death. Yeah,
1: uh, okay. So I think I'm right before that. She showed up, or somebody, one of his siblings showed up at the very end of the episode. It's the one of the dudes in the diner?
0: Oh, de- desire. Oh, I saw I saw that okay. one twenty four seven. Yeah, yeah. That's
1: a messed so, up freaking episode. That one was hard for me like- to watch.
0: I wrestled through that one did not enjoy it at all. Yeah. Um, it also felt like the, it was
1: 3 times as long as every other episode cuz I was just like how long do I have to sit here and watch these people do this stuff? Like it it was that bad. Was it was bad.
0: Painful. Yeah. Uh but I, yeah, so I Yeah, the the,
1: the yeah. I like the dude uh that plays the Sandman. I really love that helm. Like the the helmet yeah, that he's got. Yeah. That's cool as shit. I kind of need one of those for like my wall back here somewhere. Um uh, but yeah so if you get a chance check that out uh definitely gonna watch some she hulk tonight maybe tomorrow maybe later because the family that's in town i don't think is caught up on all the marvel stuff which is really surprising uh we mm. just watched the bob's burgers movies today because they had not seen that i said movies for some reason bob bob <laughs> burger and his name is bob burger uh,
0: what his name is bob burger um it's not it <laughs> it's
1: not no it's not no Are you serious? Bob Burgers. Bob Burgers. Then who am I thinking of? (laughs) I don't know. But the sign. Okay. Anyways, (laughs) I'll let you take us out.
0: Yeah, we're super glad you joined us. Uh, You can find us at com. You can send me an email, comments, or anything like that, and Andre at com.
1: You can find me and harass me or send me all the love that you want at Chris at com. (laughs)
0: And for anything general, send us an email at comments at com. We are really glad you joined us. We're on all the places that you can listen to a podcast. Uh, you can check us out at YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Uh, I don't want to do it, but hip thrust it if you could. Um, We're going to have to come up
1: with (laughs) our own.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Cause that, but that is so dope. Anyway, so Leon, thank you, Leon. social media we're on facebook hanging out i'm lurking on twitter ish i don't like it it's making me sick please put donald trump in prison um (laughs) as always that's great as always i'm andre and i'm chris and we'll talk to you next time
1: hey guys it's chris from the chris and andre show here just wanted to say thanks for checking out our show we hope you enjoyed it if you would subscribe like make sure to hit the notification bell so you get alerts when we post new videos and leave a comment with your favorite part of the most recent episode that you watched we'll see you on the next one